day and welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way, a podcast about striving to live every day by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Please join us with our host, Kerry McMasters, as he speaks of the workings of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. Good day. Welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way. As we are now in Holy Week, I was just doing a little bit of reflecting back upon the season of Lent. And for many people I know, it's been a fruitful season of Lent. But for myself, it's been fairly dry. And so dry that for me it was difficult to find the right thing to give up for Lent. And I have felt almost as if there's been a veil that has covered me. But even though I feel that I've been covered with a veil, I know that the Lord will tear that veil in two so that once again my eyes will be opened, just as he did on Good Friday when Jesus died on the cross with the veil in a sanctuary being torn in two. But this veil that covers us, we pray that the Lord will tear that in two so that our sanctuary, the temple that we are, will be revealed. That will be revealed and completely open to God so that the altar within us, that we make our sacrifices to the Lord upon, that the Lord again puts on this altar within us, so to speak, the table, all the good things that we need. So I know that it's just a matter of time before that happens. Reflecting further upon Holy Week with the Wednesday being called Spy Wednesday, when Judas had gone to the high priests, the Pharisees, to make the deal to turn Jesus over to them and betray him. What has come to me in the forefront is Psalm 55. And Psalm 55 is about being betrayed by a friend. And I'll read that psalm now. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my supplication. Listen to my cry and answer me, for my troubles afford me no peace. I am terrified by the shouts of the enemy and the uproar of the wicked, for they inflict troubles upon me, and in their anger they revile me. My heart is filled with anguish, and I am beset by the terrors of death. Fear and trembling overpower me. Horror overwhelms me. I say, if only I had wings like a dove, so that I could fly away and be at rest. I would flee away and seek shelter in the wilderness. I would hurry to a place of refuge, far from the savage wind and tempest. Restrain the wicked, O Lord, and confound their speech. 
where I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night, they make their rounds on its walls, and within it are iniquity and malice. Destruction is also in its midst. Oppression and treachery pervade its streets. If it was an enemy who reviled me, I could endure that. If a foe had treated me with contempt, I could manage to avoid him. But it was you, one like myself, a companion and a dear friend, with whom I engaged in pleasant conversation as we walked with the festive throng in the house of God. Let death strike my enemies by surprise. Let them descend alive to the netherworld, for evil dwells in their homes and in the depths of their hearts. But I make my appeal to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and noon, I will cry out in my distress, and he will hear my voice. He will deliver me in peace and safety from those who are arrayed against me, even though there are many of them. God will hear me and humiliate them, he who has been enthroned forever, for they neither change their ways nor have any fear of God. My companion treats his friends harshly and breaks his covenant. His speech is smoother than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet in reality they are drawn swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord, and he will uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to waver, but you, O God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. Those who are bloodthirsty and treacherous will not live out half their days. But as for me, I will put my trust in you. In reading this psalm, we kind of call to mind what Jesus has been telling us as he was in his ministry. He told us that we must forgive our enemies, love our enemies, whereas before, nobody had said so. It was always one of these eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth kind of things going on. But Jesus tells us that we need to love them as well. And he also tells us that we need to forgive them as often as possible. And so it is too that the Lord forgives us every time we sin and we go and ask for his forgiveness, he forgives us. So the example that Jesus set by his life and the very words that he had spoken and the love that he showed unconditionally to everyone around him, even those that could have been considered his enemies that eventually put him to death. And so it was that he was betrayed by a close friend, by Judas, who was one of his 12, one of the chosen that Jesus had handpicked to follow him and to be his disciples and ultimately his apostles. Reflecting on Holy Thursday, we see Jesus as he gathers with the apostles and his disciples that are in the upper room. 
And as he blesses and breaks the bread and asks everybody to take and eat, for this is his body, and to take the cup of wine and tell everybody to take and drink, this is the cup of my blood. Jesus, once again, sets an example for us and is asking us to give of ourselves for others, to be in service of others as well. And when we do that, we do it in the name of Jesus. Afterwards, when they share the meal, they sing a hymn of praise. And how very important it is that we sing hymns of praise also, to praise and to worship him in thanksgiving for all that he has done. And as Jesus goes out to the garden to pray, just before he's ultimately betrayed, again, he asks the Father to take the cup from him, if it be possible. And how many times do we ask the Lord to take something away from us so that we don't have to bear it, that we don't have to carry our cross? How many times do we do that without resigning ourselves to his will? As he said, Father, your will, not mine, be done. So many times we want to take the easy way out. But we know that Jesus will carry these burdens with us if we ask him to. And as he's in the garden, I can't help but think about him asking the disciples to stay awake with him, to keep watch with him as he prays. And they fall asleep. And he asks if they couldn't just keep awake for one hour. And as we reflect further, we see Jesus is asking us the same thing, basically of going to Sunday Mass to worship him, to praise him, to glorify him, that one hour's time on a Sunday at Mass is really not much to ask for when we think of all the things that he has provided for us, when we think of all the hours in a day, all of the hours in a week, and ultimately in our lives, that he's only asking for a little bit from us to devote to him, to give to him, and how very important that one hour a week is, when in actuality we should be giving him a lot more time during the week as well, not just on Sunday, that we should be doing everything for him and through him as well and asking him to take our hand and lead us as we do our daily tasks. Reflecting on Good Friday, I can't help but recall what has happened in my life a few years ago and how it must have felt for Jesus, him being beaten 
and having to carry his cross that distance and how he was treated, remembering how he was betrayed and then ultimately hung on the cross for us, for the sins we committed. And how many times we have actually helped in driving those nails through his hands and his feet and crowning him with the thorns and putting the lance into his side from the sins that we have committed and the times that we have failed to acknowledge him and the times that we have failed to love him as well. And what I'm recalling is a Good Friday back around 2006 that our church had burned down in June the previous year in 2005. And we thought it was the end for us, that it seemed like there would be no hope, that we were wondering if we would have a future as a parish. And being so very thankful that we were allowed to rebuild the church. And we came together as a family of faith, still believing and still relying upon the Lord to help us and to help us through these tough times as we were displaced from where we worshipped him every week. And I remember the feeling I had on that Good Friday that I questioned my own faith. And again, I felt like there was a veil surrounding me. I felt as though I was in a hole with the walls around me with no way out and really questioned my faith and why I was there. And that was a difficult Good Friday for me. And I recall that every year since on that Good Friday as we think of things of darkness, of sorrow. But it's amazing when we look back and and see how the Lord answers our prayers at different times. And that brings me into Holy Saturday, the Easter Vigil. And we enter this point of time from Good Friday to the Easter Vigil, it's almost like a time of silence because the Lord slept. The Lord went down into the depths. And I had felt that way that holy Saturday, not knowing what I was going to do, still having that feeling of a challenge of my faith. And it was before the Easter Vigil began that evening that I said a prayer to the Lord and just asked for a little bit of the Holy Spirit just to kind of lift me a little bit so that I would be able to get through the evening vigil service and be able to play as I needed to. And the remarkable thing was the Lord answered my prayer in, the, in a way that I never could have imagined possible. And he did, in fact, fill me with the Holy Spirit that evening, so much so that 
as I was playing the organ at the time of offertory and just afterwards, as I was playing, it was not my own hands per se that were playing, that I was being guided in what I was playing. And it was just so amazing. I have, it, it's incredible to try and describe the feeling, just this being uplifted so much, being filled with this warmth and feeling the love of God. And just to see how the Holy Spirit works and then being filled up even further from that. And the song that I happened to be playing at that time that I had started to play was Alleluia, Sing to Jesus. And it was such a joyful song for me. And since then, my life has not been the same. The Holy Spirit had filled me up. And I realized a while afterwards, consulting with different people, that there are many gifts of the Spirit available to us. And sometimes the Lord gives us more than just one gift. So that Holy Saturday had a new meaning for me. It was full of life. Just as the Lord's resurrection, I felt his resurrection also and was lifted up and was able to bask in his glory. And it was just so amazing. And it has happened many times since then. And so much to be thankful to the Lord for what he has given us. So as we continue our journey through Holy Week and into Easter and the resurrection, let us ask the Lord to bless us. Ask the Lord to help us recall everything that he taught us on how we should live. And when we feel betrayed by a close friend, that we may find forgiveness for them and forgive them completely. Because so many times, unforgiveness is the root of many things that harm us and contribute to much-needed healing that we ourselves need to give up that unforgiveness. So let us ask the Lord also to help us on our journey. And we pray, Jesus, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you for all that you have done, for the lessons that you taught us, for showing us how that we should live, for showing us forgiveness for giving yourself completely to us, unconditionally, so that we would have new life. We ask you, Jesus, also, that you tear the veil in two that covers our sanctuary so that we may be fully exposed to you and that you will send the Holy Spirit upon us as you sent to the apostles and your disciples at the first Pentecost. And we ask that you will help us to always remember your sacrifice, your giving yourself for us, 
that we may give of ourselves for others so that we may do your will, that we may bring healing to those that need healing, forgiveness to those that may have hurt us, deliverance to those that are oppressed. And may we also give the hope of new life to those that do not know you and to those that may have fallen away, Lord, from your presence. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. And we glorify your most holy name. May you be praised forever and ever, through ages unending. Amen. Thank you for listening, and God bless. I pray that you have a blessed Easter season as well.